to another episode of Executive Talk. Those that are watching us live and those that are watching the show later on, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day to watch another episode of Executive Talk. We're actually in a new exciting series um, discussing what are you speaking into your business? Now, one thing that we don't think about as people is how often our words matter. We say it, but do we truly understand why, why do our words matter? How much does our tongue, how much does what we're saying influence our business? How often does it influence everything that we do around our lives? That's what we're going to discuss today. And as, as for those that are just uh, in your first time joining Executive Talk, as you guys know, we like to bring up a lot of scripture to make sure you guys understand where everything is at. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into this and talk about this. Let's go ahead and go to Genesis 1. So go, come on and come with me real quick. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, something I want you guys to pay attention to in this Genesis 1, which is very important, is that in the beginning God created the heavens and earth, but now the earth was formless and empty. Pay attention to that, because we're going to refer to that later on during this conversation. Genesis 1, 3 through 5, it reads, And God said, okay, think about that for a moment. And God said, He spoke. He spoke into the earth. Remember, it was formless and empty. God said, He spoke into the emptiness and said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that light was good. So whenever God creates something, He looks back at it after He creates it, after He speaks to it, it's created, and then he looks and says, it's good. So that's how God operates. And he operated from that way from the beginning. Everything that he spoke into, it was created. He always took a look back and said, and confirmed it, and it was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. So year to date, Every, every time, so right now, if you're watching this show, you know that it's nighttime. You know it's day. It's because God has already spoke what it is and, what it, and referred it. And year to day, we're still operating off of what God said. That's how important the words are. Now, actually, before we go into Proverbs, I want you guys to understand something. When before the fall, everything was good. Okay, God spoke to Adam and made sure that his creation saw life and spoke the way that he saw that the way that God saw it. So once that operation happened, everything was good until the fall. So remember the fall. Everybody knows the serpent came to Eve and came with the foreign word and spoke to Eve. And now Eve was not forced to eat that eat of that tree. It wasn't like the enemy grabbed her head and said, eat this food or eat this fruit. That didn't happen. The enemy spoke to her and suggested something outside of what God said. And as soon as she made an agreement to what was said, that, made, that agreement went over to Adam and the fall happened. Off of something in the Genesis, something that was said that was foreign to what God has said. So everything happens off of a spoken word. So that's where the agreement came from. It came from a word. It came from, the, it came from somebody's mouth. Again, 
What are you speaking into your business? We have to really pay attention to what we're speaking because, again, we don't pay that much attention to what we say. We just kind of go about our day to day just saying whatever comes to or comes to mind and just kind of let it happen. And we don't realize the manifestation that's happening from that place. Now, Proverbs 18, 20 through 21, it reads, with the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. So no matter what you're saying, no matter what you're what you're speaking out, you're being satisfied with what you have to say. Think about this. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. So if you're if you're cursing, if you're whatever you're coming, whatever's coming from your mouth, you will be you'll be satisfied with the product of it. That means that you're going to be satisfied. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruit. So those who love it will eat of whatever that person is saying. That's the amount, that's the amount of impact that our words have. Now, as you guys know, the lack of knowledge, are, my people perish. You guys know that in the scriptures. The enemy depends on you to speak outside of the Bible. Now, understand, we are talking about your business, and I just need to actually, first of all, explain the impact of your tongue and what's happening already. And, that, and so that way you can associate everything that we talk about later on down the road here. Now, again, the enemy depends on you to not know what you have to say because this scripture is very important to the enemy. So that way he can constantly uh, set, set a trap in your life. The manifestation. I want you guys to pay attention to this because this is where everything happens. This is extremely, extremely important. Either in life, you're talking from a pure heart or you're talking from a fallen heart. Now, when Adam and Adam and Eve were in the garden, remember, before disobedience ever happened and ever took place, pure heart was what they operated from. So when he spoke about and when he started naming the animals, it was pure because God was with him. Everything was good. But when Adam fell... Adam and Eve fell, they were operating from a fallen heart. If you guys remember in the scriptures, shortly after they fell, Adam was the first, this is the first time Adam ever spoke back to God from that disobedience, from his disobedience. So either A, you're speaking from a pure heart, or in your everyday life, you're speaking from a fallen heart. You got to know the difference as to where you're at. How the manifestation begins. If you're operating from a fallen heart, you have no conviction. Nothing convicts you when, you, when you're operating from a fallen, fallen place. And what does that mean? Have you, ever, have, have you ever had a person say, hey, I just speak whatever's on my mind? You know, people don't like it. They can deal with it and go run away. It doesn't matter. Well, it's on my mind, so that's what I say. The manifestation has already taken place because what that person is checking on before they say it, what happens is this interaction has to happen between the heart and mind. Usually, the mind needs to check with the heart and say, is this what we're doing? If this place, if this is where your heart is at the current moment in time, well, then there's nothing to check on. You're operating from shame. Remember, you're operating from a fallen place. So there's no conviction here. There's no awareness of the impact that you have on everybody that's in the environment. 
And when you operate from this place, whatever you say, the manifestation still occurs. Remember, your, uh, the authority was, giving, was given by God to man. That's why it was, it was meant to be. It was meant to be that your authority, that's why the enemy wanted your authority. And this is one of the major parts that the enemy wanted is this part of your authority that when the same characteristics, characteristics of God said, let there be light and there was light. That means there was a manifestation shortly thereafter. God spoke. The enemy wants that part of your skill set, part of your authority. So we have to really pay attention to that. We have to understand what that means. So again, the enemy wants you to operate and speak from a fallen heart. So that way you don't know where everything is coming from. That way when your action, because what happens with your mouth, as soon as you say something, the first action, as soon as I take a step, have you ever said, you know what? I want some ice cream. And don't you start walking towards the car? Don't you get in the car? And don't you go, go to Cold Stone to get some ice cream? I have a favor towards Cold Stone, so, you know, don't judge me yet. But Cold Stone, you, you spoke it into existence that you want some ice cream, and you did all the actions in order to get that. That manifestation occurred because of what you said. That's how you even got to the ice cream in the first place. Purchasing and everything of that nature has nothing to do with it. Talk about the genesis. You spoke that you wanted something, and that's what you went to go do. Your body follows follow suit. Now, Hebrews 6, 7 through 8 reads, Land that drinks in the rain, often, fall, often falling all it, on it, and that produces a crop useful to those whom it is tended, receives the blessings of God. Re, and, and pay attention to this part. This is very important. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. So, if whatever you're manifesting, whatever's coming out of your mouth is producing thorns and thistles, is worthless and in danger of being burned or being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. The enemy depends on your fallen heart from your fallen ways for you to, for every action that you speak to land you in this particular scripture part. We have to really pay attention to the enemy's plan. Because again, once he operates, even the enemy operate, operates off of God's word. James 3, 6. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. So you guys seen in all the news. You turn on channel four or whatever channel that you have and you see the forest fire. And then they, they go and look around to see what started the fire. Next thing you know, it was just a little lighter. That little lighter spark set the whole forest on fire. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, in itself, in itself set on fire by hell. Pay attention to a couple of things here. Okay, the tongue is also a fire. A world of evil among all the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. Just your tongue alone. So your body doesn't move. So for example, if I'm sitting here and saying, I'm sitting down, and I tell myself I need to get up. Well, I told myself I need to get up, and the next actions from there are me getting up. 
Well, what that happened, what happened is I spoke it out and I, my body follows suit. That's what I mean. That's what the scripture means. Your body follows your tongue. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one life on fire. So, for example, have you ever, life is, life is really good, and then all of a sudden you chose to make a different decision, and then all of a sudden you feel guilty? Well, something happened in, in an instant is that, the, that the, the tongue has set the whole course of one life on fire. That guilt, that shame that, you've been operating, that, that you're now operating on is, is product of the tongue. And we need to really pay attention about how quick this is. But if you don't know your scriptures and you don't know where you're coming from, you don't know what impact your tongue has already set into your life and is speaking into. Your words. Your words are associated with the maintenance part of your business. So if you think about your systems, if you think about your everyday, day-to-day calendar, if you think about everything that you have going on. So uh, business professionals, one thing that we're good at is saying that we're extremely busy. We have a we have a lot to do. We have a, a lot going on. It's indicative of what we spoke into. We spoke into that calendar saying, I need X, Y, Z. So then our calendar is indicative of what we spoke. At some point, you had a conversation with somebody to say, yeah, let's meet. Okay, so on the calendar, if you look at it, well, you have 10 appointments that week. And let's say you jammed them up all day. That means you spoke into 10 people's lives. You had a, you had a conversation. And then a meeting happened. You, the tongue, set those meetings up. Your words set those meetings up. So when we're busy and we're looking at our calendar and saying that we have bad time management, well, that's the tongue. It just starts going out and does a lot of things. That's the maintenance part of our business. Remember, your body is meant to follow your words. That's the action item. That's what it was originally intended. That's how God made man, is when you speak, it was supposed to go forward from there. The traps, of, the traps of the tongue. How many people have ever met a boastful person? Think about it for a minute. I, I guarantee you won't have to think that long. You've met a boastful, boastful person. Well, that's the tongue. Okay? The tongue also makes a lot of promises out there in the, work, in the workplace. Now, think about that. Have you ever made a promise that you're like, oh, my goodness, why in the heck did I even make that promise? Well, the tongue has already positioned you and put you yourself in a compromise. Now, you can break that promise and come backwards and have to deal with that, or you can just continuously fulfill it. But once the tongue is untamed and doesn't realize what it's doing, it just keeps on making promises that it possibly can't keep. The manifestation, it follows your vision. You know what? I want to have the biggest company in the world. I want to have the best insurance company in this side of the Western Slope. Well, you've just spoken out your vision for what your insurance company is. So all your efforts, everything that you're doing, all the appointments that you set, the investors that you're looking for is indicative of what you spoke into your business. It overcommits. How many people have had a challenge with that? I'll be the first one to admit, absolutely. It creates an unstable work environment. Now, for those who are part of the workforce, have you ever went into work and say, this place, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen day to day. Well, there's a lot of words going around in that, work for, in, that, in that workplace that's indicative of that came from the tongue. 
when you're uncertain, when one day you're, when you speak, you're excited. And then one day you speak, you're not excited. Is that, is that a stable workforce or a workplace? Not at all. Because I don't know which word that you're operating off of. I don't know if you're happy or I don't know if you're upset. So this is what we need to actually understand about the tongue. It just creates a lot of stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this example at you. If I met you and I said, you know what? I like what you do. I think it would be a compliment to what I do. Let's go ahead and work together. Now, let's think about what that let's work together evokes out of your system. In that conversation, so from let's say today is, obviously today is Monday. Let's say next Tuesday we set the meeting so we can actually talk about how we're going to work together. Now, because I spoke into your life and I, we, we spoke about it and we agreed to it, okay, there's an agreement. So we spoke about it. There's an agreement. Now, you're, you're, what's happening to your own heart and your own mind is that you're starting to develop some expectations on what us working together would look like. So because we have this conversation, again, we spoke to each other about this. We've already agreed on it. There's already immediately expectations. That's how quick the manifestation of the tongue happens in your life. You've already, you've already started to define, you know what, if I'm going to work with XYZ, you know, I expect for them to, so that's why we need to sit down and talk to each other because I need to see if they can meet those expectations. You start thinking about the future. Hmm. You know, I wonder what the future of working with that person would be like. I think it would probably be fun. I think we would do a lot of good business together. I think we would both grow. I think, I think the future looks very bright for the both of us. I think we have a lot of opportunity. It was all based on the fact of let's work together. Now you start getting a little excited. You know, this is the perfect connection that I was looking for. Once our two companies start working together, the manifestation from there is going to be absolutely wonderful. That's what happens in just one word. Uh, what's, let's work together. This one phrase has created this level of manifestation. Expectations, you're thinking about the future, you're excited. My words evoked emotions and thought, all in one conversation. Let's work together evoked everything that just happened here. The enemy depends on your words. From a fallen heart, as long as you operate, when you operate from this place, from a fallen heart, you're operating from the flesh. There's no mistake about it. You're not operating from the spirit. You're operating from the flesh. And that's an unrepentant heart. That means that everything that you speak into is based off of sight and appearances. That's where the enemy likes to flourish. Galatians 5, 19, 19 through 21. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Now, there's more acts of the flesh that are obvious um, when you look up the scriptures, so I did not, I purposely did omit something, but I omitted it because these are the acts of the flesh. These are the acts of the flesh. These are the acts that the tongue, that the enemy depends on you to, to speak. He wants you to have hatred in your heart. So that way, if you have hatred in your heart, that means you'll speak hatred. He wants you to have jealousy planted in your heart. So that way, when you speak, you have a jealousy undertone. Fits of rage. Have you, ever got, have you ever had somebody cut you off? Fits of rage. That's what that looks like. Selfish ambition. Envy. Idolatry. 
these are actually undercurrents of what, of what can move through your tongue. Have you ever had somebody say something to you said, that just did not feel right. That felt horrible. Well, one of these undercurrents of what that person spoke is operating from that person's tongue. And that's what we need to pay attention to. Words drag your heart into weird places. Have you ever, have you ever found yourself somewhere and you say, how in the heck did I get here? This is absolutely painful. Is life this crazy? Well, your tongue, again, that, the hardened heart tongue, a fallen heart, does not understand what's good for it. The tongue just constantly just, yeah, yeah, we can do that. Let's do that. I'll do this. And the next thing you know, what just happened? I can't get my way out of this situation. Your tongue drug your heart into a bad situation. So when you think about life and where some of the challenges are and some of the challenges that you're having within your business, your tongue drug your heart into something that was not good. And now you're stuck. Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seems right into a man, but in the end it is but in the but its end is the way to death. Sorry about that. Think about that. The enemy depends on you to lead your lead your heart to death situations. When you feel trapped, when you feel when you feel nervous about your environment, you're experiencing a, a level of death. And we have to pay attention to what that death looks like. The enemy depends on you to operate from that level. Keep on sending yourself to places where you're trapped. Your business model. Think about it. When you first decided to become a business owner, you spoke about it. You know what? I have a fantastic skill set for being a massage therapist. I think I'm going to open up my own massage business. So, you spoke about it. But again, you have to actually create the business name. You had to create everything that's in there with your, with your mouth. Oh, I need about this many clients per month so I can pay my bills. I need this. I need this. So you're speaking all this and you're speaking your systems. How am I going to market? How am I going to do all these things? You're speaking all these things into your business. But are you speaking, your, speaking about your business from a fallen heart? or from a pure heart, more than likely from a fallen heart. So everything that you're inputting into your business is indicative of what, what's going on in your mouth, what you're speaking. Now, remember earlier I said, please remember this. We're going to refer back to empty until you speak into it. You remember over here? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Same thing with your business. The enemy loves formless and empty things. So that way, when you speak into it, you're chasing your own words. It's important for the enemy to have you in that position. So when we think about it, words that set the stage in your business and that you start speaking into, these are some things that you have to pay attention to. I want to have a nationwide company. Now, you can get really motivated off of that. That sounds like, hey, I'm not, I'm not thinking small. There's nothing wrong with that. I will be the largest company in the next five years. I will do whatever it takes to build this company. We will be the wealthiest company in the world. These are all indicative of selfish ambition. Did the Lord tell you to do these things? 
Well, if the Lord's are not telling you to do these things and you're telling yourself to do anything, more than likely you're operating off a of selfish ambition. So your decisions follow your tongue. You've already, you already spoke out, I want to have a nationwide company. So what you're doing is saying, okay, I need sales reps. Now I start running all over the place. It's indicative of something that happened here in the Genesis that you spoke into this, into this business model. Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Even drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. Let me give you a, a quick example. Sales representatives. So if I'm a business owner, if I have a sales rep and I'm operating off one of those selfish ambitions, which means I want to have a nationwide company, well, think what I'm, how I'm going to train you. I'm going to train you and every task points towards my selfish ambition. So I'm going to tell you in a quarter, you need 40 sales a month to ensure that you keep your job. So I'm transferring over my painful toil to you so that way you can meet my selfish, my selfish ambition over here. So that's how sales reps en ends up bringing clients that don't fit the company, end up hurting the company, end up having lawsuits. You end up having a lot of weird things happen to your company because you sent your, your, your training is based off the fact that I want a nationwide company. You have to we have to really pay attention to the impact of our tongues because every day that we operate from this level, a lot of people can get hurt by this. This is where you see a lot of turnover in the companies is that, man, that manager just keeps on pushing. There's nothing, I can never satisfy that. That's right. You can never satisfy the flesh. So if I'm speaking what my ambitions are to you and you're chasing after something that's hard that the owner himself can actually get to, well, then the company is going in, a, in some kind of spiral. We have to really pay attention to that and how our tongue operates in our companies. Now, what we're going to address next week is how do we fix this? How does this impact? How can we change the course of our tongue to ensure that everybody from our employees, from ourselves, and everybody that's affected is going the right direction and feels comfortable about what's going on? Because let me tell you, this is something that the Lord is looking at from above. He sees the pain. He hears, he hears these prayers from, the, from these employees. He knows what's going on. And that's the last thing we need is for, the, for, for our employees, for our people that are working for us, that are really busting our butts for us, to start praying to the Lord of, man, I don't know how to please this guy. Well, you just, you just open up the door to the Lord. And we have to really pay attention to that and be careful as to what we're doing. So again, next week, we are going to discuss how we can actually change this course and change the course of our business and not operate off of painful toil. That is not how the Lord has set things up for us. I want you guys to continue to follow the conversation and actually share it with some of your friends. If you're on Facebook, please share this conversation with your friends and see if they can, you can help them out as well. We'll be on Pinterest. We'll be on LinkedIn. We'll be on all the social media sites and most certainly YouTube to ensure that you get this information so you can start taking a look at your entity to see what your tongue has embedded into your, into your business model. I want to thank you guys so much for your continued support of Executive Talk and the people that are around it. We, all, our, all our effort is 
to actually help you out, to help you grow your business, but in a safe, painful, or safe way where the Lord can actually be with you. What we're gonna do is we'll be back next week. We'll actually tell you how to fix this. And we just actually wanna make sure that you know we have to get back to work. You guys have a good day. Bye-bye.